This episode is brought to you in part by Harvest House Publishers and the new book, The Good Gift of Weakness. Discover how human weakness not only allows God's strength to shine, but it was all by His design. The Good Gift of Weakness is now available wherever books are sold. You're listening to episode 169. We need to talk. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover the tools to build a marriage and family that you love. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Well, today we do need to talk because we are going to be interviewing Braden and Kristen Hafner about affair proofing your marriage. Yeah, it was such a good episode regarding just to, to equip you on, on how to affair proof your marriage. Now, we all bring baggage into our relationships and, and sometimes, unfortunately, cheating, whether it was in the dating phase mm-hmm. or even in the marriage phase, ha- is, is a part of our reality, a part of many people's reality. So the idea of this podcast is to really equip you with the tools images so many Mm -hmm. good metaphors and analogies so many takeaways to help you learn how to affair proof your marriage exactly and really practical tools that you can start today we want to tell you a little bit more about Kristen and brad and hafner before we jump in they're Meet Cute is really sweet since their parents are friends and they grew up in the same church. Braden and Kristen joke that their marriage was arranged. (laughs) But the truth is Kristen found Braden to have too much hockey hair for her liking. So he cut off his luscious locks and the rest is history. Kristen, a former high school science teacher and Braden, an ordained pastor, have been married for 14 years and live in Edmonton. Together, they are the regional directors of Alberta for Family Life Canada and they run Starting Marriage Strong, Family Life's pre-marriage course, and Brad and co-hosts Pure Victory Podcast, which helps individuals get free from porn and sexual addiction. All right. Well, let's listen in. Welcome, Braden and Kristen, to our podcast. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. Super excited to be here. Well, as we mentioned in our introduction, Braden and Kristen work for Family Life Canada, and they are passionate, passionate about marriages. And that's actually where we met uh, through that ministry. So as we were talking and actually eating great burgers and connecting just recently, we're like, you know, let's let's have you on the podcast. Let's talk about something that... I think it's in the back of mind of a lot of married couples. They don't want to have an affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps as they've, uh, during the dating period of their lives, hopefully not with each other, but maybe with each other and maybe with others, there there was some cheating that where someone was cheated on or, or, or you had cheated on someone else. And, and we bring all this into our marriage. And I don't think anyone goes into marriage saying, oh, I, I, I expect to be married for seven years and then one of us is going to mm-hmm. have an affair and, and we're right. going to stick it through or we're not, right? So the point of this podcast is really to to talk about affairs mm-hmm. and what it looks like to affair proof our marriage. So just to get going, our first question is this. Is an affair just physical? Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, well, typically when we think of an affair, yeah, we think of the physical, that physical a kind of relationship or intimacy that that extends out um, beyond our marriage with another. And but honestly, I think an affair begins much earlier than that. And I think people how they define an affair, right? A lot of people are like, no, 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 it's not cheating unless it's physical. It's not. And you're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, just wait a minute here. Are you sure? And just asking questions about that because it'd be anything that's inappropriate yeah. between you and another person that's not your spouse, yeah. right? And, and it's been termed an emotional affair. Yeah. Um, we've heard that term that way before. And that's, there's some accuracy to that because what that is is when you have an inappropriate connection with someone of the opposite sex that's not your spouse. And that can build over time uh, as you're sharing and you're inviting someone else into your life in a deeper way. And maybe you stop sharing with your spouse mm-hmm. about some of those things. You start going to this other person um, and you start talking about, you know, inner dreams and inner mm-hmm. visions, what, dreams and visions. Mm-hmm. But, well, your fears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your fears. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds yeah. a little weird. I'm, but yeah, just what you're hoping for mm-hmm. in life and you're, maybe mm-hmm. you start talking about relational issues that you're having with mm-hmm. your spouse or yeah, you're, well. you're talking about deep things. And 
what happens when you do that with another person? You you connect, yeah. you go deeper. Yeah. And mm. and when you start doing that with someone that's not your spouse, you have crossed the boundary, you've crossed the line. And um, maybe you start going to them above your spouse. And, mm. and that's when things can get really um, on a pathway towards not good things. And we've heard that, you know, an emotional affair can be just as damaging and often is because there is a betrayal. And, oh, for sure. Yeah. And so, yes, there, an affair is, is something that is more than just the physical for sure. And it, it usually yeah. doesn't begin with the physical. Like um, yeah. there, there's a subtle, yeah. slow erosion that happens over time and little decisions that are made over time that lead into uh, a deeper connection with someone in an appropriate, in an appropriate way. So um, an affair is, is not something that happens just overnight. As Daniel yeah, said already, yeah, like it doesn't, I don't think people wake up and are like, I'm going to do this. No. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, it's ex- like we make excuses and we're not saying that we're perfect in this by any means, but we like, I make excuses too for things that you're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. If it, you know, mm. yeah, right. Um, it's a sure a little bit of it, but the thing is it goes longer and deeper and yeah, it can, it can be very, well, once you cross a line, it's easier to cross the next line for sure. And, mm. and um, like this, you, Normal. You, you, yeah, be, yeah, exactly. And you start compromising more and more. And once you compromise, yeah. you're already in a really dangerous state. And sometimes we don't recognize that. And you, you know, maybe sometimes it goes by and you don't, you, you can't believe where you've come. Like, well, how yeah. did we get right. here? Yeah. Yeah. And, what I, what I love about how you guys have, have posed it and have drawn it out is it's this idea of one decision after another after mm-hmm. another sometimes yeah. when we watch movies that are compressed into an hour and a half two hours it's almost like oh you have this physical raw attraction with someone right. else and when you're all alone you just rip off all your clothes <laughs> and have an affair and, and it's like but it doesn't actually happen that way <laughs> right that's that's it's not you you guys have talked there's this like one step after one another. decision after another decision. Yes. Yeah. So, and I, I'm picturing um, as you, as y'all are talking about um, the differences between emotional and physical affairs, almost like uh, perhaps in like a coworker or something like that, like face to face. But what about uh, social media? I was Is just that something say. that mm-hmm. um, I think we all have access to? So, what would maybe that entail or that mm, look like? Well, I think too, like just being open. Um, and honest about everything that you are doing on social media. Yes. So do you have anything secret or hidden um, regarding what is being put on social media right. or displayed or said on social media? Are you maintaining inappropriate relationships? Maybe uh, old boyfriends or girlfriends oh, from yeah. high school. Hmm. Um, are you having conversations that your spouse doesn't know about? Right. Um, you know, are you involved uh, in, you know, kind of the, that behavior? Because, if there's any secret that exists and you're holding a secret, maybe you don't, you don't view it that way yet. But if your spouse doesn't know, you're talking about things that maybe um, you know your spouse wouldn't be okay with, but you're like, you're, you're rationalizing, right? You begin to rela- mm. rationalize. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's innocent. Um, my spouse doesn't need to know. I don't need to bother them with this. It's just an old high school. Well, and f- they're complimenting f- me on my yeah. post. Like, what's the big deal? I do look pretty in that. Yeah. Like, don't I? Mm. And he's saying something about it, but my husband's not saying something yeah. about it. And that's a great point. Like when you start to get flirtatious, you start, maybe you're, you're complimenting each other. You start to have that little banter back and forth. You, right. You've crossed into a dangerous territory. Because it feels good. Yeah. To be complimented. Yeah. To get, right? and, and the problem is if yeah. maybe that you're in a cold season in your marriage, that mm. feels warm. Mm. Like you, someone is giving you attention that you're not getting in your marriage. All of a sudden you're getting what you feel is a need met. And you want to go there now because we'd rather go to warmth than cold. And, and right. so we're going to start going to those relationships. And that's where, I mean, we spend a lot of time on social media and our culture already. So mm-hmm. uh, we, when we devote that, the time into that above our spouse, even on that level, but then it gets deeper. And that's, that's when we stop sharing with our spouse because yeah, right. we, we, all we know there's coldness maybe in the season we're in. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to go with the flow towards warmth, right? We're not going to move towards uh, really doing the work we need to do to rebuild intimacy with our spouse because it's easier to do it with someone who is saying all the right things. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's very true. Highlight reel, yeah. Right? That's right. It online yeah. is their highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's right. you start comparing yourself. Like, I mean, who doesn't compare themselves to like the perfect person on the screen? Right. Right. Then, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So. And that too. Yeah, it creates discontentedness. Oh, for sure. Not a word, discontentedness, discontentedness. It is today. It is. That's awesome. Hashtag hashtag discontentedness. Yeah. Yeah. Watch out for it. (laughs) 
But uh, the, I, I really but, appreciate that um, uh, that picture of coldness and warmth, right? That we mm-hmm. um, we desire for for safety, we desire for attachment. That's just mm-hmm. a common core. Um, longing that we have in all of us. Mm -hmm. And so I do see that as perhaps a reason why marriages are susceptible to affairs because you're going towards the person who's giving you attention and you long maybe for that, but perhaps your spouse isn't. Are there other common reasons that marriages are maybe um, susceptible to affairs as well? I think think people too, like, you know, people are like, well, you shouldn't be scared and put all these things in place to prevent... You know, yeah, you're so scared of having an affair, and um, mm. but yeah. if you don't, mm. it's better to be proactive and think about ways to protect your marriage than yeah. to be reactive and be like, because um, then you you're you already make excuses. You've already yeah, like, right. I'll I'll tell them once it gets here to this point. Yeah. Oh no, wait, wait. I'll tell them once it gets to this point. And so that mm. kind of we're all capable. I think yeah. going into it and saying like, I'm just going to fair proof my marriage. Um, that can just having that mindset of that sternness can really offset you in the sense that then maybe you're not preparing because you have this in your mind that like, I won't ever have an affair. And it's, it's good to to think that, but you Mm -hmm. have to put things and uh, boundaries and fences, if you will, in place to protect and be aware. And I think the point you're trying to make with this is that often people will say this, well, we love each other so deeply. This isn't something that'll ever happen for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think everybody says that on a level. And, mm-hmm. and so if you were to talk to a couple that has had an affair, right. they probably would at some point, they would have never imagined this happening to them. So why do I say that? Why do we bring that up? Is because you can't rest on your laurels. Um, you have to do the intentionality and the work in your marriage um, to connect with each other. And because um, every marriage on a level, we have certain cracks, uh, um, I should say, is the areas that we are a little bit more susceptible. And mm-hmm. so we have to work hard at that. And it's, it's good work. I'm going to say it's a work can be a dirty word, but this is a good thing. When we invest in our marriage and are intentional, then we can avoid some of those things. But we do bring this up is because every marriage has the capability of going down a, a bad right, way. Right. Um, and so we have to just be aware of this. And so there are marriages that are more susceptible and there's reasons for that. Lots um, of reasons. Yeah. Often one of the biggest um, things that can occur in a marriage is drift. Mm-hmm. So over time, the pace of life, the responsibilities we carry, the different things can cause us to stop investing in one another. And we all have to battle this. I mean, it's like all swimming us, against yeah. the stream, so to speak, but that causes us to drift. And when we drift, uh, this can occur over several years in our marriage. We don't recognize the signs sometimes. We don't recognize mm-hmm. that maybe we've stopped talking. Maybe we have stopped uh, building into our friendship as a right. couple. And mm-hmm. you know, when we do those things, we are a little bit more heightened to that warmth that another can give. Right. Cause you don't feel valuable. You don't That's feel right. like a priority mm-hmm. um, to whatever it might be. Because if you don't put effort into something, then you are just drifting and we just naturally drift apart. That's right. Na- I wish, I wish we naturally drifted together. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> I know. Like, very- <laughs> oh, it'd be great. <laughs> exactly. But, but we don't. No. Right? And, and like, so many marriages have that assumption is that all we need is love. And while, Love mm. on the feeling component is great. We love it. Songs are written about it. Love is amazing on that level. But love is, is, is an intentional thing. We have to work at our love with another, with one another, I should say. And, and so um, if we just assume that, well, I've married the right person, nothing will ever happen to us. We're so now okay. I can go on cruise control. We can go on cruise control, not working at our marriage, right. and we're going to be fine. Um, we just don't think that's a great mindset to have. Um, yeah. It's so mm-hmm. much better when we invest in one another, when we love each other in building that connection, that oneness with one another over time. That's a much more beautiful picture than just coasting. Because when that happens, that's when we are very susceptible. And again, it is a slow erosion. It isn't something oh, that happens yeah. overnight. Right. And, and often these affairs can occur at points in our marriage that, you know, well, we've been married 25 years, 20 years. How could this happen? Well, drift. Drift is a big yeah. reason why Little that can occur. Choices. Micro decisions, yeah. right? And other ones like mm-hmm. early on in the marriage, we understand that, yes, there are uh, marriages that have gone through an affair early on. And, and when we talk about this in family life, um, often in the first few years of marriage, what can make us susceptible is unresolved conflict and our differences. Mm-hmm. So when we don't learn how to deal with conflict, we shut down and we stop yeah. engaging with each other and doing the work we need to right. to grow as a couple. 
Um, and then often our differences, we're very different, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I'm different than you. You're different than me. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we start to think the grass is greener on the other side. If I just mm-hmm. wasn't someone that was like me. And then, yeah, you meet somebody maybe at work that has the same interests. Mm. Um, maybe that, you know, something just percolates in you when you hear that, you know, oh, they like the same music or they love the same sport I like. They like the same TV shows. Right. And there's that warmth again. I'm not feeling yeah. it with my spouse because, mm. well, I'm, I'm, you know, like we're right now we're just, we have so much friction in our marriage. It's so frustrating. It's I'd hard. rather, I'd rather yeah. go to the easy area where I'm feeling that warmth wow. with another yeah. than do the work within my marriage. Yeah. That's, you guys have done an incredible job painting these pictures, yeah. erosion, uh, fissures. There's this warmth, this coldness. And I think for everyone, there's this sense of, wow, okay, so these are two individuals and you've, you've talked about oneness, right? And we talk about that yeah. at our at the weekend getaway conferences yeah. with with family life and how do you cultivate and grow in that oneness? So so in a sense, there's the spouse on, on both sides, they're making these decisions, maybe moving away from each other and toward warmth. And, 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 and before they would have said everything to one another or there would have been a high level of trust. And as a lot of these micro decisions, Kristen, as you were saying, happen and are made, this trust begins to um, maybe it's maybe it's not that you're actively wanting to deceive, but the trust so. levels yeah. begin going mm-hmm. down. So I'd love for you to just comment on the role of trust what role does it play in a fair proofing a marriage and 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 what are some practical ways if someone's listening in and they're like oh you know what i i I, i'm not all the way over there but i see how i've been moving toward warmth and and not being as transparent as i used to be with my spouse how can i begin building and maintaining that trust yeah maybe a little course yeah (laughs) Yeah, right yeah workshop well it's kind of like are we being open and honest in our conversations and like you said like maybe we don't know how to be open and honest so it's just mm. hidden. Um, and then maybe you're not even hiding things on purpose. You're just not saying things. And you're like, well, it's not a big deal. I just won't say anything. But the thing is, is that if you don't say anything, your partner might feel very suspicious, even if there's nothing to be suspicious mm. about or they're unsettled, mm-hmm. right? Um, because if we are honest, then that builds trust. And it's honesty in the big and the small things. Like little things. I said I was going to take out the garbage, but then you didn't. Like, do you not, like I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's it's the small things that people compile yeah. in their mind. Mm-hmm. If you're trustworthy in these small things, can I trust you in the big things? And so oh. when you build that honesty and that trust, then you feel safe, you feel secure. And when you feel safe and secure, at least when I feel safe and secure, mm-hmm. I relax and then my heart becomes open. And then mm-hmm. friendship, passion and fun and intimacy and connection happen almost effortlessly because we're just open and relaxed with each other. Now, intimacy just means like the closeness, the emotional connection, the you get me, I get you, the friendship part is what I'm talking Mm. about. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's, um, trust is one of those things that, uh, we can't just say all of a sudden I have trust. I mean, there are, there are decisions that we make and we have to build into. Um, and that takes, um, well, openness or channels of communication with one another, but it takes uh, a concerted effort and a joint uh, decision on our part as a couple to build that. Because it isn't something that just magically happens from day one when we get married. Um, trust mm-hmm. is something that we have to really work hard at. And like Kristen was saying, like when we're single, um, we have a certain level of communication that we maintain with those around us for sure. But when we get married, We've never experienced something so intimate before. Mm, um, right. We don't necessarily know how to do that yet. So we have to take that time together to build into that. And as Kristen was saying, it starts in those small things. Because, you know, even for us as guys, uh, I know this for me, like sometimes I don't want to share everything <laughs> in the sense of like what my day-to-day, <laughs> my play-by-play is happening in my mind. Um, but just because that's not natural for me doesn't mean I, I shouldn't do it or mm-hmm. I need to do it mm. because Kristen is wired differently for me. So if I'm not sharing, she starts to fill in those gaps of misinformation. Right. Uh, like there's no information there. So she fills in those gaps with maybe assumption, not that she's going out to do that, but it just naturally happens. Yeah. And when we start assuming things about each other, we start second guessing everything. And, um, you know, often our mind when we're trying to fill in gaps, um, we have a tendency <laughs> to not go positive. We tend yeah. to go negative. And yes, um, so, <laughs> so we have yeah. to really battle that and learn to communicate what is happening internally, what is going on to build that trust. And there are things that we can do for sure. Um, you know, I think it's important that 
we have access to everything in our lives. I mean, that's a really key thing. Like mm-hmm. Kristen has full access to my phone. Um, the, and it's vice not, versa. Yeah, and vice versa. Our social media, we have access to everything. Our emails, we have access to everything. And it's not that Kristen is is roaming through my email trying to find things. It's just though. <laughs> Ain't nobody we, got time for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like it. Um, but just the fact that we know that for each other, that we have yeah. that full transparency yeah. in those areas. Mm-hmm. And, I have the ability to look into anything. That's right. right. And, yeah, and even our relationships with the opposite sex. So with coworkers and people that we, we um, deal with in life, um, we are very cautious in, in how we do that. But we, we have full um, access to each other in the sense we can ask questions, but we're open. Um, I'm not waiting mm-hmm. for her to ask me about things. I'm going to tell her, you know, Hey, I had this conversation with this person or, um, and, and why do I do that? It's not that she wants to be inundated with tons of information, but I'm working hard to build trust. And, mm-hmm. um, when she trusts me and, and I trust her, we, we just, we, we have this sense of security in our marriage and uh, we got to work at that. But when we don't have security, yeah, that's when the assumptions come. That's when we, we get to a dangerous place. And we've seen this with couples that, that don't have that level. Maybe they, they hold back on certain things. And um, when that occurs, your intimacy takes a big hit. And that's mm-hmm. when oldness that we talked about coldness, that's yeah. when that oldness starts to set in. And, and all of a sudden there's someone else that's very open, gregarious, mm-hmm. outgoing, friendly, they give us that warmth that maybe attention. we're missing, that attention that we're missing because mm-hmm. they're very open about their life. And that draws mm-hmm. us. When someone's open with us, what do we want to do? We want to be open too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if we're not yeah, getting that true. here and we're not building that security and trust in our marriage, we start to see that in, in, in other relationships. Maybe we, we're looking for that because we are. We're wired to connect deeply. And mm-hmm. first with God, then with each other. And so when we don't have that deep level of connection, we're longing for it. We miss it. Yeah. We want it. Yep. And so then that's when we start to look. We start to look outside of our marriage maybe because we're like, well, I don't have this security in my marriage. I don't like that. I would love mm. to have security and trust and safety. This other person seems to provide some of that because they're very open with me. I'm not getting right. that from my spouse. Yeah. And that's when, we, uh, that's when you know, we're really in the danger zone for sure. Well, I heard mm-hmm. it too. Yeah. Women build trust um, with people that they can connect to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I heard also that men build trust when they feel like they can succeed in whatever they're doing with that person. So if a wife feels connected and he feels like he can succeed, then trust is high. Hmm. When a man feels like he can't succeed, for example, then he will stop working at it and will go do something he can succeed at. So if mm. home life is not something he finds successful, like, look, I'm praised at work, blah, blah. I come home and I just get criticized and I get complaining. And this is just an example. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, then he's like, well, I'll just stay at work where I get praised. Right. Hmm. Right. That kind of thing. And um, I think when you were talking about safety and security too, I just want to add like safety comes from being vulnerable and open. And that can be really hard because you're showing the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> right. right? Um, and so I know we've asked each other, like, what does safety look like for you? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I feel, what a great question. Yeah, yeah. I feel safe when dot, 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 like when you dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Um, and just talking about that because it might be different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep, for sure. I think that when I feel safe would feel probably different than yeah. when you feel safe too. So mm-hmm. that, I love that question. Um, I'm also wondering for our podcast family who are listening to this, maybe listening with their spouse, maybe we'll send it to their spouse later on. And they have maybe some yellow flags going up of like, mm-hmm. oh, I maybe had a longer conversation with someone than I shouldn't have had. Um, but I don't know how to bring it up to my spouse because I'm afraid of hurting them. I'm afraid of maybe triggering. Maybe they were cheated on beforehand. Right. Uh, yep. And that would just send up like blaring lights where it's going to be a huge fight. So I don't want to bring it up. Or how can I bring it up? What would maybe some suggestions be right. about that? Right. Well, we always love proactivity. So before a situation like that happens, now we'll get to if that does happen, but mm-hmm. um, maybe we need to lay some groundwork. So for instance, if if we talk about beforehand, what if something like this occurs? How would you want me to approach you? Mm-hmm. How can we talk about this in a way that creates trust, yeah. safety, and security? How can we do this? Well, um, and so lay the groundwork beforehand and have maybe an agreement as a couple about how you're going to do this. Because sometimes these conversations aren't brought up in the best way. 
um, they need to be brought up, but maybe we don't, we don't lay the groundwork. It's not a soft onset, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. The way we do it is, um, uh, more damaging. And so we have Mm -hmm. to be very careful, especially if someone has been cheated on before. Um, we have to be very cautious about how we do that. So if someone has been cheated on before, that's why you lay the groundwork. Like, you know, honey, how would you want me to approach you if this occurs? Because you know, sometimes what, it's not about you being inappropriate with somebody else. It's someone else being inappropriate with you. That's right. Your spouse needs mm-hmm. to know about That's right. And so how can we work at this together to prevent that from happening? Mm-hmm. Um, this person's doing this to me at work or saying this or what touching me yeah. or whatever at work. Um, yeah, that's right. That's what are right. your thoughts? Like, how can we stop this that, together? Right. Right? That's right. So, I mean, any conversation. So now moving over, if that does occur, mm. um, first, we need to have a full disclosure of what did happen. Um, and mm-hmm. details will be asked about. <laughs> so you got to be okay. Because sometimes, especially if someone has been cheated on, they're going to ask a lot of detailed questions. And, mm-hmm. and so um, we need to be uh, empathetic in those moments when, if those questions are asked. So um, be full, fully honest and transparent about what happened, um, who it was with. Um, we can't just be, oh, it was that person at work, right? Like it's important that we're honest. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then also, I think it's really key with a conversation like this, there needs to be action. What is the action that comes out of this? So, right. because because what happens if you share an inappropriate event that occurred, um, and it's left at that? What good is that, right? I mean, it's great that you shared. Good for you that you did that. But there needs to be an action plan. Right. So, say for <laughs> instance, there's a coworker that's giving me inappropriate attention at work. I, you know, tell Kristen that. But then we that's discuss. You, yeah. yeah, we discuss. Um, okay, how are we going to be prepared so that this doesn't occur again? What um, can we do? Yeah. What can we do? What are some uh, solutions to this. Um, do I, if it, is it really, really bad? Do I need to talk to um, my supervisor or boss about this? Do mm-hmm. I need to uh, move from that division I'm working in? Or what, do I what? need to come in and talk to her? <laughs> yeah. Do I need to bring boxing gloves? Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, but sometimes I've heard it said too, like um, at work, like um, the, the, I heard somebody, a man and a, like a husband and wife. So she was a teacher and she mm-hmm. had an inappropriate like her coworker was inappropriate with her, another teacher. So her husband, she told her husband, her husband came in and just said, Hey, can you please not, what did he say? Something about like, mm. please don't talk to my wife separately. You can talk to her, but you have to bring mm. someone else. He, the guy that was the guilty one was like, I don't know. Uh, I'm so sorry. Like he was bending over backwards right. to try yeah. and like, oh, I'm sorry. Because her husband was there. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause right. now you see him. He actually yeah. exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like accountable for what you know. So yeah, right. yeah that's true. great. That's right. Like a muscle shirt too. And oh, like, really? yeah. yeah. You're like massive nice. curls in the parking lot before. So you're just yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> um, um, so that's, that's right. You need to have a, a game plan uh, moving forward mm. because in that sense, you're a team. You guys are a yeah. team. Any inappropriate um, interaction is an instance where the enemy is trying to draw a line or a division between you two as a couple. Mm. He wants to pack you and pull you apart. So you have to come together as a team. You have to make decisions as a team. And um, it's really important too that if you're the person that has been inappropriate, maybe you've been a little bit too flirtatious with that person at work. You got to own that. You got to say sorry. Mm-hmm. You got to repent. And repent means that you turn from that behavior. But you got to be very sensitive to the fact that your spouse is is maybe hurt in ways that you don't understand yet. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be um, very, like I said, we said empathy, but you have to be willing to hear them out about what they need. Because if yeah, you're, you can't brush it off, you can't say, brush like, it off. It's not a big deal. Not, like, just stop. Mm-hmm. Can you just how just think about how you know if you you hear that um, if you put yourself in that person's shoes, how damaging that yeah, can you're be. You're not gonna feel safe. Like yeah, it's your right. problem. Mm-hmm. You're the one that has a problem because what's the big deal? That does not create safety. We've, we've heard no. that. No, yeah. we've yeah. heard that word. Got like, mm-hmm. well, what's the big deal? It's not like I have to do it for work and da da da. I'm like, yeah. you have to talk about personal information. Yeah, because now you're not fighting <laughs> yeah. the problem. That interesting. That's right, because now you're not fighting the problem that's before you. You now you're fighting each other, and yes. and that's oh, wow. that's um that's where some of these things can get worse. Because now, well, hey, I'm having a problem with my spouse. Now this person that uh, maybe there's some inappropriateness happening. All of a sudden, they understand. I'm like, oh, you know, my my wife was so upset about her interactions. Like that's so silly, right? And then you start to have those those conversations because mm. now you're not talking. You're talking with that other person, and sometimes you can go deeper in inappropriateness with that person. So. We can't drive wedges between each other. We have to work hard to maintain the open lines of and channels of communication and security with each Especially other. Especially if he or she's been cheated on before. Yeah, that's right. Um, 
with someone else or with their spouse. Like yes. let's say that, that happened in their relationship already and they've worked through it, great. But now he or she is talking to the opposite sex on the phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it might right? be innocent. It but- might totally be innocent. But the thing is, is there's consequences for our actions. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, you can't just be like, just get over it. Because I don't think mm-hmm. you get over any of that. No. You get through mm-hmm. it with God's help. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's always going to be questions that come up. You have to be okay. If you're the one that did the infraction, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay mm-hmm. with your spouse asking questions. Yes. Like, and I thought we were over this. Like what it, Hey, look, they're going through their own hurting process. They're yeah. going through their own healing journey. You have to, you gotta be sensitive we, to that. We have to yeah. be sensitive yeah. to that. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah, this you guys have really given so many great tools to build communication, improve communication, grow in trust with one another. I'm thinking about the the couples who are listening in right now who maybe feel a little bit more on the cold side than on the hot side with each other. And mm-hmm. if you think about a campfire, if the if the fire is blaring and going <laughs> hot, all you got to do is super easy, right? Just add a log, just don't and and just make sure the thing hold doesn't collapse, but just add a log and you're good to go. Right. A little bit harder when there's only embers and there's no fire. A little bit harder to stoke that. And then when there's no fire <laughs> and you just see the the ashes, how much more difficult it it is to be able to create warmth. So, mm-hmm. so we'd love for you to to talk about connection, connection, mm-hmm. ways to grow that intimacy, ways to go from cold or warm to hot. What are ways that our podcast family can nurture and cultivate that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, a big question, and uh, you know what? And it's solved by a. It sounds funny, but a small answer in the sense that you're talking about a fire and throwing in a log. Too often in our marriages, we just want to throw in a big log and just be done with it. Okay, we'll just do <laughs> yeah. a big event. We'll just do a big date night. We'll just do, and it'll it'll mm. sustain the the fire of our marriage for a year if I just do this one thing. And there's too much pressure and too much intensity put on that. But when you think about a fire, you need that ripped up to no newspaper, that Kindling. little stuff. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's right. A little, the little wood and stuff like that. Sorry, I am not a fire maker. <laughs> Me neither, <laughs> so you know. Put <laughs> <laughs> a little wood on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it, we we don't. It's the little things, the microscopic little connections here and there and there. It's like a spider web, right? It's like all these little connections that mm-hmm. make it strong. Yes. And so it's these little things, and yes, it does require time and does require intention, but. It's the little, like, what is your tone when you're talking to each other? Yeah. Um, how are you approaching each other? Are you giving undistracted time? Like, are you always, when you're with each other, are you always constantly looking at your phone or yes. social media or yeah. sports or news? Or are you putting it down and like looking eye to eye? Some people yeah. don't feel like it's a conversation unless right. it's eye to eye. Yeah. Like just asking each other, how do you know that I'm listening to you? What do I do mm-hmm. or say or yeah. show that I'm listening to yeah. you? Because chances are it's going to be different. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's the little, it's the little things that go such that, a long way. That's right. The little heart connections. That's so know. great, hon. That's great. I love that, that visual. Cause it's some, um, those micro connections and you, you're absolutely right. Like sometimes we think we have to save the marriage by these massive, big gestures mm-hmm. and it's just those little things. So if you're listening, um, maybe when you walk by your spouse, mm-hmm. just touch them. You know, in a loving way. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Not slap them. No, 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 no. Hey, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just you know, uh, just uh, rub their back yeah. or yeah. Uh, a give little a, tickle around. The give back. a compliment. Uh, kiss mm-hmm. goodbye and hello. Um, you know, little things. Make eye contact. Uh, send a loving text. Um, do those little things. Yeah, when they're talking to you, put the phone down. Give them your attention. Little things go a long way and that's doable because I think sometimes when we've gotten cold in our marriage, 
it's just so overwhelming. Oh, yeah. We don't mm-hmm. know where to begin. We don't know how to even get back to what we felt we've lost. For sure. So we don't do it. I mean, it's just that thing where it's like this mountain that's too big, too hard to climb. So we don't even start. So start mm-hmm. with the small things. Um, we've heard it from marriage experts. They say we need to get back to being friends. And, yeah. and that's another thing. So what did you do when you were friends? Yeah. Um, maybe revisit some of those things. You know, what do friends do? They laugh. They have fun together. They do enjoy activities. some shared activity together. Mm-hmm. Um, they have great conversations with one another. And they carve out time that's intentional to get to know right. one another. That's what yeah. friends do. So go back to some of those things that you did when you were building that friendship as a couple. And you know what? Sometimes... You said conversations and some people are going to be like, wait, I don't even know because the danger in marriage is only to talk about the superficial. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and just the day-to-day life and that kind of thing. And so it's like, I don't even know how to like conversation about what, like how do I dig deep? Yeah. We only talk about the kids or our Costco runs, you right? Know what? Like- you know what we do? I'm not even, I don't even, I don't, people can know this. I look online, questions to get to know each other, yeah. questions yeah. to get to know. And you just, any question, conversation starters. Like I cheat. I use those because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's over. Like I just yeah. take a picture of it on my phone and then I just bring it up. Yeah. We um, do it all the time on dates. Because sometimes I'm just yeah. too much in my mind. Yeah. I got too much, you know, people like we have work and we have other relationships and we have kids and right. all this and stuff. Cause, going on. Cause we, and because we work together often our conversations can devolve into just the work talk, right? Right. So, and while that might be, uh, it seems like a profitable conversation, we're not actually connecting as a couple. Yeah, so are you having Mm -hmm. conversations that bring life to your relationship or is it simply just a business meeting? Now, I'm not saying to not have business meetings. They're important too. Like Mm -hmm. you need to know where your money's going and what you have Mm -hmm. to go on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But like your heart to heart conversations. Now that can be tricky too because people are thinking like, Talk about my inner life. Yeah. Like, I don't, what does it even mean? Yeah. It sounds like a bunch right. of, you know, like, how do, I, how do I even say that? Right. Cause maybe we haven't practiced it. No. We didn't grow up mm-hmm. sharing our inner life. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, how are you doing? Fine. Like that's yeah. good enough. Our hopes or dreams or fears or passions. Yeah. yeah. And so like, even I know people talk about like a feelings chart or a feelings wheel. Like you just mm-hmm. type it on Google and you get, and then you can just, hey, what am I feeling? Yeah. Just gives words mm-hmm. to what you're feeling. And maybe it's just one word. Maybe because you're not a words person. You're like, yeah. I don't, this one. And you just point to it. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, it just gets you talking about it because it is a very vulnerable thing. Yeah. And we got to give each other some grace with this because if if we have had coldness in our marriage for a while, mm-hmm. um, it's going to take some time oh, to build sure. that muscle again. Um, right. So give very each true. other some grace. It might be hard. You might be staring at each other over the dinner table, not knowing what to say, but at mm-hmm. least you're in that space together. At least That's you're there true. together. You're yeah. trying. You're One trying. One step forward. And and so and it's going to get a little bit easier the next time. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, just just keep keep pushing in, keep trying, and and that's really the goal. Because yeah, that I, muscle will get stronger. Yeah, sure. like uh, and sometimes when we we've lost that friendship, um, maybe we we're having a hard time even being in the same room together, uh, wherever you're mm-hmm. at. Maybe there's the coldness is actually really shrill. Um, well, just again, just make one step towards each other. Maybe it is all you can do is make eye contact. Well, start there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at least yeah. start there. Whatever you're able to do. And again, that warmth can come back. We know this. Marriages that are not doing well are cold. If they just invest in each other, we know the stats tell us that um, the, the reportedness of happiness increases if they just invest in their, in their marriage. Even though mm-hmm. no matter what stage they're in, if they've drifted so far apart, they can come back from it. There is hope. And there's hope for yeah. you listening out there. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I love that for sure. And I love the um, practical tools that y'all have given us to be able to even start that communication and the reminder that y'all, it might be awkward. It probably will be awkward, even if you do have, you know, times that you're connecting, uh, going a little bit deeper than you've ever gone before may feel awkward. And that is normal. So don't worry. (laughs) If you're just feeling like, I don't know what to do. That's okay. (laughs) We've all been there. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, sometimes... we, we've been discussing like questions like what's the high of your day? What's mm-hmm. the low of your day? Mm-hmm. Like it's something so simple that you can yeah. ask and it's not, yeah. it's not too, you know, intense, but yeah. it's, it's opening the person up like biggest, like the highs of yeah. your day, the low of your day. Good questions right. can really help us. What do you um, find yourself so. thinking about often lately? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just things like that. What are you most excited about? Like yes. it doesn't have to be these like, so how's your heart? Yeah. Like I would always <laughs> beating. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. It's beating. <laughs> exactly. well, especially because some are 
verbal processors,、uh-huh. others、yeah. are internal processors, and depending on either of your jobs and your、yeah. day, sometimes and and research shows that men often have a, a fewer words,、mm-hmm. a, a, a max quota of words,、yeah. not that, fewer emotions, yeah, no, just fewer words, fewer words、yeah. per day, and sometimes. If you've been talking a lot, you've maxed out your quota. By the time you get home,、mm. you can still nurture connection. You can、mm-hmm. still build intimacy, but there's this sense of how do you how do you know that about each other? How can you signal to one another? Because for us, sometimes I might get home if I have a board meeting. If I worked all day and I have a board meeting at night, and I'll get home at nine thirty, ten o'clock. And Christina <laughs> and I, all we've done is send a few text messages here and there, and and typically we'll go on a walk and we'll talk. And and sometimes I'm like, I I'm out of words, tapped out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but tomorrow. But so so let me hear more about your day and tomorrow.、Uh, let me share you share about mine. Right. And as and- a verbal processor, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. You just want to listen、yeah. and actually listen. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'll do、mm-hmm. this. <laughs>、yep. So it works for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's yeah. True. I was just gonna say, like, also if your conversations, I heard it on、um, a Focus on the Family podcast, like. Just asking each other, like, do I use too many words? Am I always when we call,、yeah. when we do have、mm-hmm. conversation, am I always、mm-hmm. monopolizing the conversation? Am I being critical or sarcastic, or am I、right. lecturing, or do I constantly bring stuff up from the past, or dealing with more one topic at a time?、Um, that can be very vulnerable to ask those questions. Yes, but it might be good if to just to discuss. Do I am I using too many words? Yeah, am I being critical every time? Like, do you feel that? Well, sometimes we don't know that. Like, even when yeah, we're talking,、sure. the、mm-hmm. way we talk is we can be finishing the other person's thought. For them. Oh, I and, totally do that and, because I'm a fast processor. <laughs> yeah, I'm like,、do. get there faster, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you want to say. Yeah,、so、I'll say it for、great. you. <laughs> I, I'm just slow. Slow and steady wins the race.、Right? Um, <laughs> but, oh, guys, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like bored already. I'm、I、like,、know. come on! Oh, <laughs>、uh, okay, okay. So, so we've just spent the last almost forty minutes talking about this, and I recognize we started off this way, and and we've been mentioning it a little bit here and there throughout the episode. But we recognize that with who listens in,、mm. there's likely individuals who have had their trust broken.、Mm-hmm. Yes. There has been infidelity either in their marriage right now, and perhaps they're on their second marriage, or it was when they were dating, or they're on their on their first marriage. But there's been this; it's just been tough because there's been some infidelity. Let's、yeah. talk specifically to them. Okay.、Right. What are ways that they can recover from that infidelity, re- rebuild that trust,、uh, if if that specifically has occurred、right. in their marriage or perhaps in a previous relationship?、Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and if that is you listening, we just want to say we're so sorry so that you're sorry. going、mm-hmm. through that.、Um, yeah. And we don't we want to be glib about any of this. This、no. is a real thing that's happened to you, and there's a real pain. And real pain.、Yeah. It can be hard to know how you're even going to pick yourself up off the ground.、Um, you feel like you're hemorrhaging, and and you know those are all very natural feelings that you're going through. And we just want to say though, there is hope.、Uh, mm-hmm. There is many couples that have. Come back from this, and Kristen mentioned it earlier. You don't ever get over this; you get through、mm-hmm. it. And you're going to need God,、mm-hmm. and you're going to need each other, and、yeah. um, and that's really key. And so, but you can, and your marriage may never feel the same ever again. But that doesn't mean you can't get better, and um,、mm-hmm. and you can grow. Like it's incredible how God can use very traumatic, painful events to help us if we choose to lean into Him, and but at the same time. Work on our marriage in a much deeper way. Sometimes these jolts can reveal things that maybe we have never really worked on in our marriage,、mm-hmm. and it's、mm-hmm. it's just opened us up to hey, we have things that we have to work on. Unfortunately, there's pain now involved, but again, you can, with God's help, come through. And、um, so, I mean, this is a big question because every story is a little bit different.、Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think the key thing is if、uh, there needs to be. Um, a full disclosure of what has happened. I mean, if this is still what I'm saying here is, say that there this hasn't been fully revealed.、Um, there needs to be complete transparency and honesty about what has occurred. And、uh, because if you just stagger your confession in this, that's going to create more problems, more hurt,、mm-hmm. more pain. 
Um, so there what he means by staggered confession, just to make sure, is like you tell a little bit, but you don't tell the full truth because you're like, oh, that hurts enough. I won't tell it. But the thing is, is if you withhold it and tell a little bit, a little down the road yeah. consistently, it actually way worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're consistently cutting you, open a wound. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. think that you've been, you haven't been forthright. You have been, right. haven't been honest. You're, you're only yeah. sharing a little right. bit. And that destroys your right. trust. So yeah. you have mm-hmm. to, I mean, I, it's, I know it's a crass visualization, but you have to rip off that bandaid. Um, yeah. you have mm-hmm. to do that. And so when that occurs though, um, again, we always talk about there needs to be action. So, um, part of that, I mean, there's a few things. Um, if this relationship, if this person that has, um, you have cheated on with, if they're still in their life, they can't be in your life anymore. And I know that mm-hmm. that can be really complex. Um, sometimes this is someone that, uh, may be close. We've heard situations where it is, um, an in-law. Um, yeah, so, um, a friend. Uh, um, we have heard situations like that. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by in-law is like a brother-in-law or sister-in-law or something like mm-hmm. that. So there can be a lot of complexity. We get that. We don't want to be glib about that. But, um, if there's a, if there's a situation where that person is still in your life, that's core record or whatever else, um, we need to end that and we need to move away. That might mean we have to quit that job or move on to another job. Um, mm-hmm. if, if they're, um, you know, any instance of, of them being in our life, is it just going to be that much more damaging? So mm. this is hard. We get it. This isn't easy. Um, but that that relationship is just going to be, if it's still present, it's going to, the healing for us as a couple, if that's part of our story, it's just going to be that much harder. It's not going to work. Like we have to mm-hmm. remove um, the, what, the, the person that um, from our lives that, that we have offended with. And, and so that's the key. But uh, another big aspect to this is that um, we need to, uh, have full repentance. And that word, mm. <laughs> that word, um, sometimes we don't fully understand what that means. I mean, it is saying sorry, of course. I mean, that is part of it. But repentance means a, a turning away from whatever yeah. we have done. And uh, that that we have to show that to our yeah, that spouse. That means not, you're not making excuses. No. You're not blaming the other person, like that kind of thing. It's just full no. forgiveness so your heart can be open. You got to own what you did. You have to take ownership mm-hmm. of it. If you don't, if you're like, if you start deflecting yeah. or transferring blame to other things, like we've heard this, right? Well, I wouldn't have cheated if you just were more yeah. loving to me. Um, oh, I wouldn't have cheated yeah. if you just worked less. Like things no, like that's that. Not, that's not going to be no. helpful. That's not repenting. Yeah. No, that's not right. repenting. Right. So yeah. we have to do a full repentance and show that. And um, please get counseling, get a third party. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you're going to need that because often we don't yeah. have the tools as a couple because well, we're both this. hurting. We're both hurting. So somebody, yes, you know, they tell the they they tell you what they did or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they feel better, but the person now is hurting themselves, yep. right? So they, you both right. are, hurting and it's yep. different. So you both yep. need help. Yeah, and we, yep. when we say counseling, we we mean professional help. Yes, um, mm-hmm. you're not going to go to your mother-in-law or your mom or something and that's no, your no. counsel. Um, that's not going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. uh, it's important that we have a third party who is for our marriage that can invest yes. in us, but has training to do so. Um, and mm-hmm. it's going to take work on your part. Um, when there's, uh, when we're at crisis point in our marriage, we're not talking three sessions. Um, you're going to, no. um, and I know that we don't like putting time frames on thing on, on no, things no. because every couple's different. Yeah. But um, you know, you need to invest long term in counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is something that's yeah. going to take one or two sessions. You have to invest long term, and you have to go in with the goal that there's there isn't necessarily um, an endpoint in our mind that we're going to hit that marker. No, we have to, we have to trust in the process of healing mm-hmm. and we don't know how long that's going to take. So you got to be okay with that. And yeah. the marriage is worth it. Um, it's worth fighting for. Uh, so we can't, uh, rush this. We can't mm-hmm. force our spouse to rush it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have their own healing journey too. So if we're the offending party, we have to have empathy for our spouse who's hurting. Um, yeah. because believe me, this is one of the, the most traumatic things that can occur in a marriage is um, infidelity because it's such a break of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, the hurt and pain that is wrought from that is, mm-hmm. is so deep. It's a deep cut and it doesn't yeah. heal overnight. <laughs> and, and so that's why we and need trust to- and forgiveness are not the same. No. Trust yeah, speak for that. Well, but, no, I was just, yeah. that, I did. I yeah. just, <laughs> <trust Yeah. me. laughs> I pack it more. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like, right. Cause trust is built over time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. forgiveness is more about your heart being open, stopping bitterness from creeping in. Yeah. And it might just be hour to hour, minute by minute. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. in that kind of situation, when you've been so hurt and devastated, it might feel like you're one step forward, five steps back. Like, it's just, and that's okay. Don't mm-hmm. just keep 
going right. the path. Like just keep. Right. And I'll speak that too. Cause so forgiveness, um, in these moments, you may not feel like forgiving and we're going to just be, that's the caveat between forgiveness and trust. You're not going to trust right away. When you say I forgive you, that doesn't mean that I trust you. Or that you are accepting the behavior. No, no. Forgiveness is, um, I'm not going to hold on to this. I'm going to, I'm choosing to forgive you. That doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. I trust you though. That means that I forgive you. And if we're a Christ followers, we understand we have been forgiven. So we offer that, that gift to people as well. And I understand that might take some time for you. I'm not, we're not going to be here as a couple telling you, you need to go do this tomorrow because we understand you're in your own process. You have to come to terms. I mean, you have to come to terms with, with what that means for you. And we encourage you though, you need to forgive, but you Mm -hmm. have to come to that place yourself and get help. Talk about it. Um, There might be days where you have no inclination or desire at all to do that. Um, And we get Mm -hmm. that. Um, But um, we encourage you because Forgiveness is something that um, is a release for, for you as well, because yeah. um, uh, I, I think it's like, I'm going to butcher this, but I think Augustine said this, maybe Dan, you, you can help me out with this, but what was that quote he said? He said, you know, choosing to not forgive is like you, you taking poison and expecting it to kill the person that's right. offended you. Oh, and yeah. I think mm. I'm afraid. Yeah. Butchering that? The essence is definitely there. Yeah. So you are taking in poison and it's killing you and eating mm. you from the inside out. So forgiveness is... I mean, it is, we got to, we, we got, we have to do that because we've been called to by, yeah. by God to do that. But he, we, why does he ask us to do that? Well, he's forgiven us, but he also knows the benefit for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can't harbor bitterness and anger to punish the other person because it only ends up punishing ourselves. And, yeah. and so we're that's not saying we, this is easy though. No, I want to make sure I mean, we don't want to be glib because you might be just screaming through the, like, whatever you're listening yeah. to, you're saying, I can't do that. And we, yeah. we understand because sometimes, yeah, we think that forgiveness means, well, what you did is okay and I'm okay with it. No, that's, that's not, not forgiveness. No. Right. That's yeah. not forgiveness. And trust, yeah, you're not going to trust right away. You have to rebuild that. Forgiveness doesn't mean that I trust you now. That's not what forgiveness is. I just want to say too, I just want to go back a little bit about the counselor. Um, people often, they'll go to a counselor and then sometimes they're like, well, I tried that once. It didn't work. Then mm. go to a different counselor. Yeah. And make sure right. you go to someone that, like for us, we feel like, make sure you go to someone that shares your values. So like for us, loves mm-hmm. God, loves me, loves him. Like wants the best for me, wants the best for him, and is pro marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, right. That's key because if like yeah. people, humans are humans, and so sometimes you get someone in in counseling that is not mm-hmm. pro marriage. They're not for your marriage, and so and we would encourage someone that is a Christ follower. If yeah. you are, if that's that's um, you share that faith that to have that because they're going to give a different perspective altogether. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, right. um, find those yeah. markers. Yeah. To, to find a counselor that can work with you well. And um, sometimes yeah. uh, approach, if you go to a church, your local church, approach your pastor, maybe for some help with that. Um, they'll probably mm-hmm. know some good counselors. And I want to yeah. focus on the family hope restored. Mm. They do tons of work with this. Um, 80% mm. success rate. I believe if couples, when, when couples have attended, um, they're marriage intensives. They're yeah. marriage yeah. intensives. Yeah. It's just, they work through this. There's group rates, there's private rates. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I definitely agree. And I would add to that with counseling um, that uh, somebody who's along with everything you said, someone who's uh, trauma informed. Yes. yes. Studies show that infidelity uh, causes uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. yes to the person who has found out about it and there is a there is it is a long it can be a long process Uh, and um yeah some marriage experts say that it actually is the fact that your first marriage died because the person who you thought you married is not who you actually thought that person was right but if you're both willing to work on it and include god into the healing process then you can have the opportunity for a second marriage with the same person a second marriage which will be different like you like y'all said but it can actually be better because Mm -hmm. you're attuned to each other's needs Mm -hmm. and that you're wanting to meet each other's needs in in um, in a safe and vulnerable way and that could have been completely different than what your first marriage was so yeah i think that was awesome yeah so brad and Kristen, it's been such a joy to connect with you on the podcast to continue our friendship uh, and and partnership in the ministry this way. What are ways for our listeners to connect with y'all to learn more about family life and and Brad and I'd love for you to tell a little bit about the podcast that you do as well. Sure, sure. Well, you can find us at uh, www.familylifecanada.com. 
Um, you can see all of what we do there. Um, we are based in Canada, um, but we run uh, weekend getaways that uh, actually Daniel and Christina are one of the speaker uh, yeah. couples and we, we love them. They do a great job. So if you want to see them come out. <laughs> and we can get any type of, That's like right. any, any journey in your marriage, it's for you. Yes. We just yeah. met with a couple yesterday that was like, oh, we thought we were good. We just thought, oh, why, why not? We'll just go. Yeah. And they're like, we didn't realize all the stuff we did not talk about and yeah. did not. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's for every marriage. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Very true. Marriage. But that's one of the things we do. And you can look at the different um, resources we have and what we provide uh, just to explore that website. And for us, you can find our contact info on there. But um, if you want to reach out to us, you know, our, um, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys do show notes, but yep, um, we'll yeah, we'll totally include yeah. it. We can include mm-hmm. our emails there as well if you have questions. Um, and uh, as far as the the podcast goes, yeah, we want run a podcast um, with a, a friend of mine called Pure Victory Podcast. And it's geared towards helping people have freedom sexually, um, so freedom away from addiction, from pornography and, and other relational issues related to that. Um, so we've been doing that for a few years now. And um, yeah, it's, it's near and dear to our heart because... Um, well, porn was something that I, uh, an addiction I brought into the marriage mm-hmm. early on. And so we had to navigate that and get porn out of the marriage. And because we've been able to do that work and that hard work, uh, we can turn around and help others. So, mm. it's, um, yeah. yeah, so it's, if, if you're, if you're listening and that's part of your story, um, reach out, get help. Um, you can again, email me, um, but, uh, listen, if you want, to, uh, there's some great next steps for you. Um, whether you're a wife of a uh, husband who is, uh, dealing with this or you, uh, if as an individual are struggling, um, you're going to get some great uh, um, insights and maybe some next steps to uh, move away from this behavior. So good. Well, it's been such a blessing to connect with you guys. We love you. And thank you for joining us on this podcast. Love you guys too. Oh, Thanks. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. <laughs> so as we were wrapping up that interview, Honestly, just wanted to keep on going. Yes, there, so much more. So yeah, and mm-hmm. and when you think about that analogy of the fire, and I just wanted to spend a little bit more time talking about that before we wrap up because mm-hmm. what they talked about regarding is there we we drift or we want we long for warmth and we don't like the coldness and we want to move toward that and and we talked about the idea of fires and kindling and, and starting that and all <laughs> we the sound so like to, boy scoutish yeah, no, which we, I, we, we don't, don't know anything about <laughs> no no uh, but when you think about fires sometimes as you said Christina if there has been an affair you need to start something new Mm. right not with someone else you could do this together there is a way and there's so many benefits when you say yes let's work through this Mm -hmm. but if you decide to stay together it's a new marriage right and when you think about a fire and you think about a fire that has been that that had burned well at one point and now it's damp it's it's you got you got burned out logs there and lots of ashes to try to start a fire on that mm-hmm. is so difficult near impossible what you need to do is actually move over <laughs> move over a foot right. or to start in a fresh area gather new kindling new wood mm-hmm. and reignite that spark and that fire can burn so much brighter and so much stronger and warmer than your previous one mm-hmm. But you need to recognize if you're trying to revive this marriage using burnt out logs yep. and ash covered in old ways, yep. it's, it's not going to work. You need, and we've said this before in, 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 in our other podcasts, you need, you need therapy and you need theology, yes. right? You need the mm-hmm. love of God and the love of others and guidance from a mm-hmm. third party to be able to help you move forward. Right. So later on in um, episodes coming up, we will talk about what happens if there is infidelity in your marriage and what steps that you can take forward and we will unpack that but for today as we wrap up Kristen and Braden made so many great comments about the slowness of things it goes both ways right the slowness of things that can happen uh to move towards an affair right it's not just the quick like oh one day I'm going to wake up and have an affair um it happens slowly but there's also the other path 
the slow path to connection, right? If you feel like there's coldness in your marriage and you're wanting to move towards warmth with one another, then it it is going to be a slow process, but it is worth it. And Kristen even talked about what happens if you don't even know what questions to ask each other. Well, you know what? We're going to take care of that for y'all. We are going to put a bunch of questions that you can talk with your spouse, some funny, some uh, more for looking in your inner self and connecting with one another. And you can find those at inbetween.org slash episode 169. So you don't even have to do the hard work. We'll do it for you. And uh, when you go to those show notes, there will be other links, uh, especially to Braden's podcast. I, oh, y'all, you know, when you're like, you wish that these could be like three hours, right? No one's going to listen to a three hour (laughs) podcast, but I wanted to unpack what happens if there's porn in the marriage and that feels like infidelity. um, And that just feels like trust is broken. What can you do? Well, you know what? They're going to, they talk about that on their podcast. So we just going to connect you to them and um, y'all there's amazing resources there for you and for your family and your spouse. So uh, we hope you take a chance to, to check them out too. Perfect. So for all the show notes and the links, go to inbetween.org slash episode 169. And we'd be honored if you'd share this episode with a friend, perhaps your spouse or someone else that you could connect with on this topic and be like, yeah, let's, let's, let's band together. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's keep each other accountable. Let's, let's affair proof our marriages and have thriving, healthy and strong families and marriages that we love. Well, thank you so much for listening in and we'll catch you next time.